It's good to be here. I'm sure you feel the same way. For me, it's about like touching home base. We are outfielders, but we're in the game. I'm glad that we can be together in this. I wonder if it would be right to say that Portland is the epicenter of the gospel as we know it. Uh, We want to keep it that way. May the Lord bless us as we look into the word of the Lord. We're going to read first from Isaiah 28, the 16th verse, and then from the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 3.11. First, Isaiah 28. 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. And then, for other foundation, can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The first portion of scripture we read was uh, the promise. The promise that God had given, and uh, the second was the answer. Jesus is the answer. How happy we are that we have such a foundation. In these times that seem to be so fluid, so so difficult for many, not only around Portland, but all over the world, actually. Things are moving around at a speed that we don't really understand. And when we think about this, we can look back to David, what he read, what he writes in Psalm 69, I can paraphrase it. He says, it feels as if the water is coming up to my neck and into my soul. I feel I'm in, in the mire with no foothold. We can understand how he felt. It wasn't easy for him and it isn't easy today either. We feel sometimes that we are in a whirlpool of ideas and um, ideologies in statements, everything being said with capital letters. And sometimes you wonder, where do we stand? But thank God, we stand on the solid rock. May God help us to stand. Yeah, in a shaky world. Sometimes we don't know where things will lead us, but we do know that we can trust in what God has said. Not long ago, it was last month, there was a family in our church that was looking for a new house, and they asked me to be with them and help them take an assessment of the quality, the technical quality of the house, and we went to look at several houses. And I noticed that they were very nice. You look at the roof, you look at the outside walls, the interiors, 
the windows, everything seemed to be fine. The houses, they were styled, as they said. They were fixed up with nice furniture and and uh, flowers in vases, and sometimes uh, they put a, a fire in the fireplace, so it looks appealing. And it was. It wasn't always easy to know what the, what the house was really like, because we couldn't see beyond the surface. What was inside the walls? What was underneath the floor? Who would know? You just have to take a chance sometime. But it hit me that there was one part of the building that most people don't even think about, and that is the foundation. What is the foundation like? Does it go deep enough? Is it strong enough? What about the ground that it's put on? Is that soft ground that will, that will carry the load? Or will it give in sometimes? I've been in quite a few houses in my day, and I know that there are things that you have to look for. Uh, an assessor, uh, a surveyor that's a professional, he would look at the doors to see if they are binding. He would look at the windows to see if they can be opened. He would look at the floor to see if it is level. Sometimes he would have a little metal ball, a steel ball in his pocket that he would put on the floor to see if it rolls to one side. I've been in houses that have had four inches of different heights in one room. That's not good. But it's not the floor's fault, because the floor follows when the foundations go down. And that's what happens. Sometimes the ground the building is put on is not good enough. The foundations are not good enough. And this affects the whole house. We can see a spiritual thought about this. Sometimes people look at things that seem to be so fancy, so wonderful, and, and everything seems to be fine. But in reality, it isn't because the foundations are not what they should be. And that gives problems as time goes on. Uh, last year, just a few days before Christmas, in a small village in eastern Norway, there was something terrible that happened. It was a new settlement, new development, had been there a few years, and people were happy because everything seemed to be fine. They went to bed that night, and in the middle of the night, the whole ground caved in, swallowing many houses. Some of them floated, others went under and with the people with them. It took a long time to find them. And you wonder, how could things like this happen? The surface was so fine, and uh, after all, there had been a lot of building activity. You would think that that would uh, show the strength, but it wasn't. And... You ask, didn't anybody know that something was wrong? 
The truth is that there were those that did know. They were geologians, and they had actually done something to find out. I don't know. There are several, several methods. One of them is drilling holes down through the ground and taking up samples where you can examine what the ground is like. They may have done something like that. And I'm sure they had given the report to somebody, but the authorities were perhaps warned, but they didn't say anything. The contractors, the developers, I don't know if they knew. At least they built the houses and everybody was happy. But then it caved in. And it turned out it was a fluid type of clay. Clay can be strong if it's dry, but if you add water, it can't bear anything. And this happened. Terrible. Now, sometimes we need to investigate what is down below the, the fine things that we are looking at in this world. Sometimes there are things underground that are not good. I can remember as a young boy, I guess we were about 12 years old. Maybe Jim can remember this, I don't know. We were standing together on the campground, uh, just close to where the old store was. I, I don't know, it's not there anymore. It was a kindergarten at that time. And this was after a teaching. And Brother Norman Allen came over to us and he said, Hello, boys. Did you enjoy the teaching today? Well, what could we say? I don't know, really know how much we had listened, how much we had understood. But then he added, The minister, he went deep today. Yeah. It was probably over our head. I don't know. We weren't that old. But sometimes you wonder, how much do we receive of what is said? How much do we understand? How much do we listen? As boys, we, we had a lot going on, and we didn't always listen, I had to say that. But anyway, he made us understand that there are depths that we have to go to to get, get a hold of things. And that is so important that we are willing to listen and to dig deeper. I read a, a well-known, um, what's he called, psychologist. He was, he was, he doesn't claim to be a Christian himself, but he, he actually speaks about uh, many of these stories in the Old Testament. And he says, these stories, they have so much knowledge, so much depth to them. As, as you go down, layer by layer, the deeper you get, the more you can understand, and the more you understand that there is even greater depths. That's the way the gospel is. We sometimes, as young people, we, we, we like to hear these stories. We, we, we feel that they are simple. They are easy to understand, like the one we heard now for, uh, for, for scripture reading. When Jesus spoke a parable about the two houses that were built, and he said, building on sand, that is not the best. When the storms come, you will 
experience problems. Build on solid rock. Those are simple things. And the, the gospel is simple. We can understand it. But there is also a, 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 a deep, a depth in the gospel that we never are finished with. The, I, I say to myself more than once, oh, I wish I knew more about these, these scriptures and, and how deep they are. There is so much to learn for, for all of us, and I'm so thankful for that. Today, people do too much surfing. You know, there's not much to find in face, Facebook. You have to go other places. You have to go to the Bible, to the gospel. You have to listen to what God says, because he is the one that can give us what we need. I was thinking about Abraham that was called to leave his family, leave his, his uh, environment, and go to a, another country that God wanted to show him, he had a calling. And he listened, and he obeyed, and he went. He also had some with him. Among them was Lot, a nephew. He wanted to go, and we don't really know why. I don't think, really, he had the same calling as, as Abraham had, Abraham. But he said, I, I'll go with you. And they did. They were both in, in the new country when God blessed them. And, you know, sometimes a blessing can be a challenge, can give us problems. And that was the case. Finally, Abraham said, you know what? Our herdsmen, they are quarreling. There's a conflict here. We have to do something. So as gracious was he, as he was, he said to Lot, you can choose where you want to go. And if you go one way, I'll go the other way. I, I sometimes wonder about Lot and I think, why didn't he say to his uncle, well, I'm the younger one. I'm the one that's following you. Can't you choose? Or he could at least ask him, where do you think I should go? Instead of doing that, he started looking around. And you know what he saw? The beautiful plains of Jordan. And he thought, that's where I want to go. Without thinking about the consequences of what, what that could, could lead to. I don't know if he knew about the wicked city of Sodom, but uh, he at least he chose that. And we read that he pitched his tent close to the city. Little did he realize that he would be losing everything. Before he knew it, he had moved in and sat there together with the others. You know, sometimes you can be involved before you know it. And I do know that there are many people, even today, that want to move. They say it's, it's, it's not good to be here. Things are difficult. Let's go to the city. That's, uh, that's the reason cities grow so much. But when they come to the city, things get worse. That's not the solution to move. Sometimes it's good to stay put. The best thing is to ask God, where do you want me to be? We should always do that, and especially when we make a move. 
Well, Locke, he was involved. I don't know if it was politics or if it was uh, entertainment or if it was some business or something else, but he got so involved that he couldn't hear what was said. He didn't even realize what was going on when the angels came to get him. On the other hand, Abraham, he had moved up to the highlands, and we often say that he had pitched his tent, and his tent plugs, they were loose, so he could pull them up and move. When God wanted him to move, he moved, and he listened to God. He could speak with God. That's a great difference between these two. The one had depth in his spiritual life. The other was kind of superficial. The Lord was gracious, and he, 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 his grace uh, led them out. Uh, they were reluctant even to leave. And we do know what happened to Lot's wife, but life wasn't the same for him as it was for Abraham. There is something about going deep, having a good relationship with God, listening to what he has to say and obeying him. That's when we have the good life. The storms can be hard sometimes. We've always, all of us have experience that I'm sure and we know it's it's not easy so when we make decisions we have to know what we're doing and it should be based on what the Lord asks us to do a few years ago actually quite a few years ago maybe 30 years ago time uh, time uh, situations change when you experience them as an as an elderly person but Quite a few years ago, uh, outside our house, traffic increased quite a bit. And uh, I was uh, thinking I had to do something. So I wanted to put up a fence, not only a picket fence. That wouldn't help for, uh, for stopping the, the noise. It was a wall, a solid wall, and it had to be about six feet high. Uh, and, uh, of course, a wall like that, it has to be built right, or it won't stand when the storms come along. I knew this, and I said to myself, I don't want to lay awake at night thinking about this wall perhaps being blown over. I had seen walls of this type that had been standing and had blown over and were propped up to keep them from blowing over again. So I built a, a, found, a wall with a foundation. And I won't go into details, but I couldn't go as deep as I wanted to. So I had to make a slab, and it was pretty big, a slab for each post. And people that walked by, they asked me, what are you doing? Well, I'm building a fence. A fence, they said. Those dimensions. But I knew, I had made calculations, and I had put in fasteners that I knew were strong enough. Four big, heavy bolts. All of this was strong. And uh, the posts were of, of wood, and I built the, the wall myself. That was a long time ago. It's still standing after all of these 
years of storms, heavy winds, all kinds of things. Actually, once a car slid off the, ro- off the road and a- across the sidewalk and into the fence, into the wall, it was damaged all right, but the car was stopped. It was strong, and I'm, I'm glad for that. I slept well for years. Uh, but you know, this, this foundation that I had made, it was underground. Nobody knew about it after it was finished. But the wall stands straight. You know, if you have a good foundation, you can stand in the storm. That's a wonderful thing. I think about the three Hebrew children. They had a good foundation. They were taken away from their their people, their country. And the, the idea was they were actually prisoners of war. The idea was to train them up to be good servants in the new country. They were beautiful children. What the king saw was they were beautiful on the outside, but actually they were beautiful on the inside because they had a foundation. They were taught from their earliest childhood by their parents to respect God, to respect the law and the prophets and do what was right. And they couldn't get away from it. It's wonderful when children are taught. So I can say to you parents, don't give up. Use this little window that you have to teach your children what they need to know about the gospel. the, The Bible tells us that if you teach a child the way he should go, he will not, he will not depart from it. We do know it happens, but on the inside, it's there. If you've taught them, it's there. Well, anyway, these three boys, they were taken away and uh, they were groomed. And uh, their mentor, he said, here's the food you're going to eat. They said, no, we can't. That's not the kind of food we eat. And the mentor said, I'm sorry. You you have to be healthy, young men. You have to eat what's put before you. No, we can't, they said. But the Lord will help us. Let's, Let's look at that. Uh, if we are allowed to eat what we have been told we should eat, let us do that. And after a while, you can assess if, how things are going. And, and he agreed to that. And the Lord blessed their stand. They stood, stood firm on a foundation that wasn't to be blown over. This was just the first test. We know later on, they, the king found out and it was apparently people that tried to try to ruin everything, and they got him to build this statue. And then when the music started, everyone was supposed to bow down. I don't know how they felt. It, they must have felt silly to bow down every time the, the music started playing. I don't, I don't know. That, but that happens. Even our day, we see that people bow down. On, on command. But these young men, they had learned, they, they, they worshiped God and God alone, not anybody else. So they stood straight. They stood on a foundation that they had, had learned when they were young boys. And of course, this, this was not what the king wanted them to do. We've heard all of this. But the point is that when you have the, the help of God, 
He, you have something to stand on. And we write, we read about, uh, the foundation that is true. How firm a foundation. And we all also read about, I have an anchor. We, sometimes we think about the anchor as, uh, as something that holds a boat. And that's, that's correct enough. But you, you know that structures, they need an anchor. They are fastened to the foundation. And the anchor doesn't just stop there at the bottom. It has to go all the way up to the eaves to hold the building down. That's the type of anchor we want. We want to be able to stand when the storms rage. We know that we can trust in what God has done for us, what he has told us, what he has uh, made possible. Thank God for the possibility we have today in a world that's just flowing all over the place we can stand on the truth of the gospel and we thank god for his help we're going to close now by singing a song and may we seek god to to make the foundation strong and true